I'd be thinking you'd be taking a picture of me. <laughs> and we're rolling. <laughs> well, the reason that you thought I was taking a picture of you is because I oh. was staging a selfie for myself. Yeah, because of that ring. <laughs> yeah. The uh, new love of your life. I know. The new love of my life. Uh, it's, so, it's gigantic. It is, it is the most obnoxious thing ever. So... Uh, boys and girls, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, and all the ships at sea, and all the ships at sea. I this has been a project of mine for quite some period of time, and and it is it it is. I I have uh, a friend who's into gemology. I think that's what it's called. Gemology. Gemology. Yeah. And uh, she obtained two diamonds for me that are of uh, my fingers on the side of my nose, questionable character. Meaning they are blood diamonds. They're not blood. No, no, no. They're from Colombia. No, no, no. They're from South America. They don't have blood. They are. They are what? what they're shitty diamonds, is what you they keep are. Saying that, but they look beautiful. If they're, you don't know well, any better, they that, look like a million you bucks. Get, that's just it. The, that okay. So for all you women out there who are being talked into champagne and chocolate diamonds, yeah. Do you no. know what champagne and chocolate diamonds are? They're the shitty. They're diamonds. shitty diamonds. Even I know that's that. what they're. Called. <laughs> Even but I know. We that. gotta make. They still sparkle, but they're brown. Oh, yeah. we'll call them chocolate. Chocolate, you know, uh-huh. exactly. So these these two stones that uh, my friend obtained for me, they are about nine, eight or nine carats a piece, and they don't really match, but they kind of match. And she got them for me a while ago from her one of her connections, yeah. and 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 she, and uh, I got the stones, and I him and hauled and blah blah blah, and I found finally found a jeweler that I. Yeah, he's very funny. He's, he's uh, really funny. He's I think the, he's Turkish. He's uh, is he? Oh, yeah. I don't even know. He Eris uh, Jewelers in Rockville, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, no uh, free plug for them because they do such a good job for me. And literally <laughs> every time I pick up a ring or pick up a piece, I drop something else off. I need yeah. the size. You've I want the stones change. Yeah, yeah. I want the stones change. And please don't think that it's like all this money. It's just stuff I have. Yeah, it's that's good. And you, and you get so much enjoyment and, you know, out of yeah, it. Yeah, you and, know. And, and so I have this ring that it is the most obnoxious looking thing you've ever seen in your life. And if you ever get a chance to see it, you're going to go, that's absolutely ridiculous. And I will agree with you because it is. I am. You know how jewelry has names? Mm-hmm. You know how jewelry has, you know, yeah. like, like there's the Hope Diamond yep. and there's the Taylor yeah. Diamond. This <laughs> ring is called the boys the boys right <laughs> <laughs> because it is two big stones set side by side that's all i'm going to say about it <laughs> and because a lot of women refer when they have a, a, a set of earrings or very uh, the girls. Nice, they call it the girls yeah, and i'm like yet. there's the boys right here baby <laughs> so cuz you know they 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 look an awful lot alike but they're not exactly the same <laughs> they are to the untrained eye they really are i i think you know if you get in too close maybe <laughs> but looking when i was looking at them that you really have to but well yeah because you don't know that i don't care so the funny thing is is my jeweler who is who you know he's He's, like he gets you he's he's basically like you know those are like those are like really not very high quality i know that that's not the point i go that's not the point i said they look really nice he goes oh oh yes he he goes you're going to have to be careful you are going to get robbed if you are not careful (laughs) (laughs) and i said i'm not worried about that and he goes he goes it will also catch the light and blind you so don't wear it while you're driving (laughs) and he laughed he He has the best he's he's a really great sense of humor and he's really nice to me so i picked he uh he called he sent me a picture today and said it's red 
already. And you dropped everything. And I literally <laughs> fuck the dog, fuck my plans for well, that. No, you even you did you skipped lunch for this. I haven't eaten. Yes, that's correct. I now, ladies listen, and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I have not had a meal all day today. That I've doesn't cr- mean he hasn't eaten. I have I've had crap, but <laughs> I, I got him from work and my every intention was to have a little snack uh, and then run the dog. Well the security camera, you bolted out of here. <laughs> It's like sped up like on Christmas story when the kids are running down the alley. <laughs> Pew. Oh, so very funny. So um, uh, it's great. So, so all's well that ends well, right? So there will be some obnoxious pictures, I'm sure, at some point on Facebook. Yeah, of course I want to reenact be. some uh, famous, famous <laughs> ring story, famous ring pictures. Uh, well, you know what really grinds my gears? What's what grinds your gears? <laughs> well, I was driving down here, and. You know what I hate is when you're in traffic and nobody's going to be going anywhere. It's right? heavy traffic. And then here comes the guy in the Toyota Corolla. A Toyota Corolla is not a high-end sports vehicle. Yes, it is. Virginia uh, <laughs> uh, plate VDR2719. You're not going anywhere, buddy. <laughs> it maxing is out a, the it tachometer. Is an import, Kevin. It's an import. Maxing out the tachometer to dart between two. You're, you're in fifth gear. You've got it all the way. Out. And going, just showing you brake lights. Brake lights. Dart, brake lights, dart, brake lights, dart. As you look down the, the, the traffic, you just see these people, you know, racing and stopping, yeah. racing and stopping. Ra- nobody, nobody wins this game. They're always young. And, and it just drives me by. Yeah. You, you just, it's such a douchey way to drive. I fucking hate it. I hate it. So I got down here. I wanted to mail something to uh, Florida. There's a, a post office at the end of the street. And last time I was there, I thought it was hallucinating. I got there and there were three people in front of me. And there was a woman at the front at the desk, and they were trying to help her. And they were trying to locate her package in the back. And they could not locate her package. And they would not disengage with her. There was the one guy, and the two other people working there were not qualified to work the register or whatever. They were just the helper people in the back. So we were there for 50 minutes. And by the time it was done, the line went outside the post office. We were starting to get pitchforks and torches at one point. And we were, everybody was like, what is going on with this? So I got to said post office again today. I said to you, is it a nightmare? And you're like, no, it's usually really good. I don't ever have any problems with that. I got in there. There's one person. There's one person. It's an older, schlubby white dude. And he's talking to the very nice guy behind the counter who was, was really uh, Just patient. to pause your story very quickly, the first thing you said when you said you were there, I go, who was working? And you knew who it was. <laughs> and you go, he described the person, and I said, did he look like this? Yeah. He goes, yeah. I go, yep, okay, I know that Could guy. He's very patient. nice. Very what friendly, guy, very nice. What this guy is doing is he's trying to figure out renting a, a post office box. You know how you can rent them? There's the wall of boxes. Right. And, I don't know what his problem was. I don't know if this if he's always had a mailbox at his house or whatever, but he couldn't understand the concept of what the mailbox was going to do. He was asking him, uh, so when I open it... Wait, wait, where wait, the, the, the schlubby guy, was he an older guy, younger he, he guy? He was older. He was probably in his 60s. He didn't seem special needs. He's not that old. He wasn't. And, and, hey, and, and, the dog has found a toy. Yeah, Hold we had a... Come here. No. Give me that. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'll make it up for you later. Go upstairs and lay down. Go upstairs and lay down. Don't look at me like that. I'm sorry. I'll give you a steak later. Go lay down. Go lay down. Okay, okay. so he, the, the guy behind the counter kept folding up paper. He was explaining. I couldn't hear all his questions. 
But then, but I heard like, so is it on a tray? No, no, there's no trays. It's just a box. When you, well, how will I reach it? He's like, well, you open the door, and I heard some of these. But it's he kept, he was asking questions, and and I, I was like, what is going? It's not like explaining the events horizon to someone who doesn't understand <laughs> astrophysics, right? This was just the. So then, at one point, he had to go around. He's like, why don't I just show you? So we're five minutes into this, and the guy is just not it's getting just the concept. It's just a little door you open, and there's a thing inside Com- where they stick the mail. Yep, comes out. Here comes the, the next customer comes in. He's behind me, and I didn't say anything. The guy comes back, and they commence to discuss the concept of renting a mailbox again. And now there are eight people behind me. Oh, that's And funny. I look back, and everybody's like, and I, I, I'm so then a woman comes out from back there. She's like, "Oh God!" And she's and she runs over. She's like, "Next customer, please!" Right. And um, what did so, she look like? Uh, she was uh, nice, dark-haired, and uh, of East Asian extraction. I've seen her there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very she glasses nice. on the tip of her nose. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very. She, she got me in. She hooked me up. You you could tell that they're they're not used to having people they're there. Not. But that guy, it was it was maddening. I mean, I was practicing my. I'm like, this is where you learn to be patient, Kevin. Yes. What do you got? Everything's going your way. This is fine. But it was maddening. Like he just didn't get it. Yeah. But well, anyway, I don't and know. of course, and the whole time Kevin is telling me the story, I'm thinking it's a it's a post office box. It's just it's a post such office. A simple... And he kept saying, "How am I going to reach my mail?" He's like, "Well, you I put it in there the and it's door. there." And he's like, "Is <laughs> the it on a tray?" Right there. Well, no. And he's like, "Well, what if I get something bigger?" And it's he's like, "I'll roll it up and stick it in." He's like, "Well, how will I get it?" He's like, "It's the you same way you'll say, get the mail." Hey. He had these. Just these redundant circular questions. Well, I found in my life that a lot of people with things that seem so, yeah. so it's just so straightforward. I don't know. To, straightforward. Ooh, yeah. better word. It's, it's, it was, straightforward, and they just, I just don't felt seem like I was to grasp the deeper thing. It was the same. The just like the last time I was there, this one person is occupying the guy, and there's the line behind me. I look back, and people are like mouthing, like, "What's going on?" And, so anyway, can I don't you imagine? Me... I, I I would interject here. Can you imagine if my best friend Frank was there? No, I can't. What is he doing? <laughs> what? Get out of the line! Yeah. Get out of the line! I, you create. What I... are you doing? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> he doesn't hear me. He doesn't hear. Me. <laughs> my best friend Frank. I love. I've heard him say the most horrible things to people, and they completely yep. don't acknowledge that he's there. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Really, he's, he's funny. like throwing his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Frank would have had them eaten. He would have eaten the guy a lot. That was it. Was guy. very funny. Okay, so tonight we are doing one of my favorites, Forensic Files. It takes place in Phoenix. Hi, Frank. All right. And um, the title is you laid on me this time because you have it in your email and oh, I don't it, have. Uh, it's 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 uh, Forensic Files. Forensic Files, season two, season two, episode four, episode four, and it's called Sex, Sex Lies, Lies and DNA. DNA. And it is uh, it's 1989. Twisted. It is before you get into this. This is made, twisted. They made a TV movie about they it. They a movie about they above did and beyond a, forensic files about a TV movie. Yeah, about well, look it, at yes. you, uh, Morris's. Oh, <laughs> look at that! I know. Well, okay. It starts. It's June of 1989. It's June 4th, and Earl Morris is in California. He lives in Phoenix with his right. He lives in Phoenix with his wife Ruby, but he is in. San Diego, because he's watching his oldest daughter, Donna Donna K. What's her? Yeah, Donna K. Donna K. Is Donna K. Spelled D A W N A. Oh, Donna K. Donna K. She's the youngest. She's the youngest. She's young. the youngest. So she has a budding music career starting. She Did does. You, you looked into it. We'll talk about it later, she right? She does. Okay. Yes, she does. So he's there. Ruby stayed behind 
uh, they have three kids, by the way. Randy is the oldest, Cindy, and then Donna Kay. Donna Kay. So he's in San Diego watching her perform. Ruby stayed back in Phoenix because she's going to meet their daughter, Linda, to go furniture shopping the next Cindy. day, Sunday. Cindy. Cindy. <laughs> what did I say? She said Linda. Linda. Oh. There's Cindy. all these names. I know. I, very... Linda and, and Cindy. And you know I'm so bad with names I anyway. get Cindy... Cindy and Linda mixed up all the time. I reversed that. That's like a lifelong thing. Did you see where she was going to help? They, the, the, the Morrises are millionaires, by the way. They're, we well, learned they're not only well, partners in life, but in marriage they, and in they, business. Yes, they have a business together, and they are millionaires, but when you see the interior pictures of that house, uh, it's it a little... It didn't, look, hmm. it didn't look too good to you? <clears throat> well, they're practical. They're oh, okay. very, very they practical just, Did you see Cindy's house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, now, I'm not busting a double-wide trailer. But when I, I I get the feeling there was. Some oh, I make it. See, I forgot. I'm not on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cindy goes over to the house when Ruby doesn't show up to go furniture shopping, and she finds the front door unlocked. The alarm system is off. Ruby's car is in the parking. Is in the garage. Did you see the tennis ball? A 1984 yellow Cadillac. Did you see the tennis ball? Yes, I did. Have you ever? That's a thing a lot of people don't do anymore. You suspend the tennis ball so as soon as it touches your windshield, you stop. Stop so you don't run into the wall. Right there. And the house is disheveled. And Ruby was very tidy. There was undone laundry, and there was a vacuum out. So she called the police. Sergeant Lugenball of the Phoenix Police Department figured, rolls his eyes and figured this is just going to be one of those missing person things. And that's really all I expected it to be, was another missing uh, person's case that this person would be found in a couple of hours. You know, some people are so anal if they don't hear from somebody. They're like, she's missing, she's gone. And sometimes that works out really well, and sometimes it's just overreaction. I'm trying to think that if I was in this situation and I showed up at my mom's house and her car was there and her purse you, Your was mom, there, yeah. My personal mom, my mom, Mrs. Yeah. Evans, I would be like, something's, something's going wrong. on. Call the cops? I don't know if I'd call the cops, but I definitely would start a, you yeah. know, hey, have you seen my mom? Do you have any clue where my mom is? Do you know where my mom is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Earl says he'll, they, the daughter calls Earl, and Earl says he'll head straight home from California in an El Camino. Could you die? Now I that's, love an El Camino. Okay, so, so here's the part. They, <laughs> they said more than one occasion that these people are millionaires. Yeah. They're financially comfortable uh, uh, mm-hmm. CPA, tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tax. and I think they own, their other CPAs work for them. They show Correct. the office. They have an office. They have a they have a nice Try and go looking and get pictures house. Of it. <laughs> they have a nice looking house from the distance. Yeah. The interior of the house is a little... Well, mm, okay, but... Uh, but his El Camino yeah. <laughs> looks a little... Bagged up? I'm not going to... Oh. <laughs> El Caminos, I never understood why they made them. My mother called them sissy trucks. I, I just... Because it's, it's like a car a, yeah, with a it, truck bed. Yeah, and it, it's like it's a, it's a truck that drives like a car. I remember... No, it's a car that drives like a truck. Okay. No, no, no. It's a car. But it's, it, a it's car. got a, It's got a, a bed on it. <laughs> but it's got it, a bed know? on it. Yeah. And it can only take two people, which comes light, into play later. light hauling, because they can't... They don't have the heavy suspension, so you can't put a lot of shit in them. Okay, so yes. Earl, Earl gets back. It takes him a little longer to get back from San Diego than it should have. And, but he's very cooperative. But and but well, we they, oh we, okay, they, I'm getting they, ahead. Uh, well, they they interview him and and um, they ask him. Uh, he said, "Is the marriage okay?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, we have our arguments and everything, but nothing out of the ordinary." And they they ask him why it took him a little longer than usual. They expected him back. He's like, "Oh, my car broke down, and I had to rent one on the way." And they're like, "Oh." So one of the detectives goes out and looks it over, and he sees in the trunk. What does he see? He sees a suitcase. <laughs> he sees Earl's suitcase. Earl, by the way, we we don't. I found this out in my research. Okay, 
Earl's real name. Uh huh. This is funny. Lay it on me. Galen. Uh huh. Earl Morris. I, oh, I can see why he went with Earl. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He goes by Rusty. Oh, 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 even better. <laughs> so his name is Galen. Now, I don't have, you know, I, no, names no. are I names, Galen whatever. When I, was a kid. I think Galen is a perfectly fine uh, I, name yes, for a guy. Yes, it is. It is. Galen quite classy. Earl Morris, they're calling him Earl through this whole yeah, and show. And he actually goes by Rusty. But he goes by Rusty. <laughs> All the other documents and everything else, this is Rusty, Rusty, Rusty. Okay, well, er, uh, Rusty, we're going to call him Earl for the Earl. sake of uh, Earl. consistency. Well, no, 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 that's just in my research, it's all. <laughs> so he confirms that their twenty two caliber pistol is indeed missing. Correct. Uh, they check on that flight, and there is no Earl Morris on this flight from San Diego. They get the manifest, but there's a Gene Norris. And back in 1989, you could fake that shit. Yeah. So they get up a photo but his array name of... his is Galen. G- Galen so Norris. So his driver's G- All right, Gene Norris. Keep going. So they do a photo array of six people. They take it to the staff on that flight, and one of them remembers Earl precisely because he has such a bad, bad toupee. You can see it in the photos. Now, listen, if you have that kind oh of money, spend I, it on a toupee. Toupees never look thank good. Thank you. Make your oh peace with Oh, my God, it. you're making my argument for me. Yes. I, we've talked as, about this. As someone Just, who has who accepted, yep. I was losing my hair. Yes. I shaved my head it, in my 30s. I don't yeah. know. Something like that. I accepted. I shaved my head. I see a, these people. You see a toupee just, you look so much better just bald. And, a bad and, toupee is just, it, that's it's such how a bad he was look. described. Oh, the man with the bad toupee. That's yeah. what one of the flight attendants said. Because it's like people pointed out in the room. It's the, it's the, it's the, the, the brunt of the brunt. So it's many the, jokes. <laughs> the brunt. It's the bunch so, of brunt. Seinfeld joke, whatever. Oh. Any, anyway, the legend, a friend of ours, the legend, he wears a toupee, and you know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yes, He's the legend. The best. Well, I will give him credit, though. Even though it is a toupee, it is an appropriate color. It, it looks it, like shit. You can see where Oh, bite your tongue. It is an appropriate color. <laughs> and it 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 isn't it it it's not a very it doesn't it's not doesn't look realistic. No, but <laughs> it is age appropriate. Okay. I will say that. When, when... Well, because Earl's toupee was uh-huh. pitch black. Oh, 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 you're talking you about the could... legend versus this. I'm talking oh, about the legend. Yeah, yeah. The legend is <laughs> everybody knows the legend. He is a local legend here. <laughs> he is a neighborhood legend. He he, is. he does not have. He wears it. He wears I, a hairpiece. It's crazy. And, it, it's, and crazy it's fabulous it because. <laughs> but it's epic. It's so it's bad. epic. It's fabulous. And um, Earl's though. It's Earl's just looks like he's got a bunch of black yarn yeah, on the top of it. Looks like because a dead when cat I first saw head. the pictures, because you're looking at these pictures on a screen of a picture. Yeah. I thought he had a bad comb no, over. No, no, it was a bad and then, and then when you saw the other pictures, I was like, oh was my, shit, yeah. oh, oh. So, yeah, oh. don't commit crimes wearing a bad toupee. Mm. So, uh, the cops are now more than a little suspicious with Earl. So, what would Forensic Files be without Luminol? Let's go. So, what we did is we called in uh, our ID techs that give us a hand and. Uh, we asked them to do luminol. So they start spraying luminol around the place. I gotta stop you. And- I gotta <laughs> stop you. I gotta stop you. Why? You know that. We, you know we keep talking about we need a dr- we need a drinking game. Yeah. This you Every would be hammered. You would be hammered right now. <laughs> Every time he we say hits, luminol. No, no, no. He this this particular uh, uh, crime uh, forensic files crime cr- cr- <laughs> episode. Uh, thing, episode hits all of the. 
loved yeah. one out of town, uh, murder, missing body, yeah. luminol, money, <laughs> but all. Oh, it gets crazier and crazier. Goodness. This one, just when you think it can't get a little it, weirder, it gets weirder. No, <laughs> we haven't even. Got, listen, ladies and gentlemen of good company in the car. You better take a seat. Yeah, we haven't even got to the good shit yet. It's bizarre. So the luminol, the place lights up like a Christmas tree. There's there stains when they all say over that. the head. Lumin- Christmas tree. Luminol was invented in 1937 in Germany, and it doesn't. There, are, luminol is not as as simple as they make it seem in these crime shows. Luminol doesn't always is not always reacting just to blood. It can react well, to other things, but in this case, it was blood. It was I know, a hell of a lot of blood. Uh, as I've said to you before, I am still actively looking for a luminol expert that I want to interview. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there are luminol stains on the bed, the headboard, they're in the shower, they're in the carpet, they're on the mattress, they're on the sub-mattress, and something very bad had definitely gone on in that house. This is Lieutenant Rod Englert. He is a forensic expert which is a pretty broad label, Forensic Files, but we're going to let it go this time. He could tell by the pattern on the headboard that there had been two shots. He can tell by looking at the spray pattern that there were two shots from a gun. It was not a beating. It was not a stabbing. The spray patterns was clearly from two bullets. Two? Shot from different angles. Kevin, what did you say? Two Two shots? Two shots. Now, that'll come back later. So here he is. To me, upon looking at it, you could determine, because of the distribution, the shape, and the size of the droplets, that it was high velocity from gunshot. And this is Sergeant Daryl Smith. He's from Maricopa County Police Department. And he says that if a murder hadn't been committed, then at least a very violent crime had been committed. (laughs) Just to clarify that. And we knew that, uh, from what we were seeing, that we did have a, a violent crime scene, maybe not a death. But somebody had suffered some pretty good injuries at that point. Isn't the sheriff of Maricopa County, isn't he the one who famously puts the prisoners in pink and he makes them sleep outside? Yeah, I the, know what you're talking yeah, about, it's, but it's I Maricopa do not know County. where Yeah, is. it's the sheriff, and he, yeah. he makes the prisoners makes wear pink, and they camp. have to work outside. They have to make their own camps yeah. and everything, yeah, yeah, which I don't have a problem with. No, say. you shouldn't. Um, okay, so get out your pens and paper, because Uh-oh. this is when it gets super oh, complicated yeah. and really weird. I'm actually, my toes are a little curled, because I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, okay. it's, it's messed up. Okay. So this is 1989. DNA technology was fairly well along at that point, but still kind of primitive compared to what we have today. Right. But they take a sample from the blood evidence, and they take a sample from Earl, and they take a sample from Cindy. Right. So you get half of your DNA from your father. You get half of your DNA from your mother. Mother. And then if they can use, they can use a sibling of Ruby if they decide that they've they found enough markers, and it was complicated, and I didn't quite follow it. Well, no. Okay, but as as an idiot i actually followed it you take enough relatives and you compare the blood the dna is going to match up in certain parts so you can identify the connection of the fa- the family, family connection the you family can extrapolate con- who's who exactly and that photo they keep using of cindy yes she looks like pris from blade runner she looks like <gasps> oh my God, that's not funny it is she looks no, like pris from blade not. runner well we're making fun of the poor girl okay yeah, she so, does kind of look like Bruce. Now that I, you said that, because I was watching, I was like, oh my God, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> She's pissed. So they find out that Earl is not Cindy's father. <gasps> Ruby's father is Cindy's father. What? So wait, Ruby's, wait. Cindy's grandfather is her father. Oh no. So, and also Randy 
is Earl is not his father. It's so, Ruby's father. So, so Ruby is the victim of incest. R- Ruby was raped in my research by her parents. When by she her was dad. fourteen years old, uh-huh. and, and the Randy mm-hmm. came from that situation. Right now, I now see. Here's where there, there's a little question because there's no dates about the difference in ages between Cindy Randy and Randy. And, yeah. and uh, in my research. Randy was passed off as Ruby's younger brother. Oh, that's a classic in those situations. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. Poor so thing. She, Poor yeah. Ruby so she, had a had a she rough, had a rough life. life. She really did. Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. So when the authorities back in Tennessee catch wind of this DNA test, they, they arrest her father him. for incest and throw oh. him in jail, which is oh my good goodness. you know, good for them. That's justice, oh, you know, delayed, but at least Lord. justice. So so now Bill Clayton, he's the prosecutor for this case, figures the family is going to be is going to be pretty surprised by Oof. all of this. Well, we had a surprise. And we felt that perhaps the family would be surprised by it, and that Earl Morris himself was surprised by it. So now, when, just when you thought it couldn't get any weirder, here we go. Ruby's children <laughs> now admit that she had been very depressed. Earl had been having an affair with Ruby's sister, Peggy. Unbelievable. And, and, yeah. and Cindy and Ruby actually caught them at the Phoenix airport together, and... Earl has refused to end the affair with Peggy. So now they're like, Peggy's a suspect. Well, well and- <laughs> in my research, it was only Earl. Uh-huh. Peggy was not at the airport. It was okay. only Earl. Well, Earl was on his way to And Peggy, to her dying day, yeah. denied having an affair with Earl. Oh, wow. Because in the, this Forensic Files episode, it was clear Earl as day. Earl that- apparently was giving her money. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm not saying, I don't, we don't know the, the details. We yeah. don't know the facts. Forensic Files has to, just because they're so brief, Correct. they have to drop a lot of Correct. things out. Which and is the way they said it thing. was that Ruby and Cindy, uh, 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 what is it when you walk up on somebody? Uh, ambushed? <laughs> Approached uh-huh. uh, Earl and Peggy at the airport and... The other things that I've said, it was just Earl. Okay. So there is no connection between Peggy and Earl. Peggy and Earl, other than the fact that Earl was giving Peggy money. Well, in this, this episode, they said it was an affair, and then they because they, they bring it up later. But we'll get to it. Okay. So now the cops have located his El Camino at the airport park parking lot in san diego not on the trip where he said i had to do it my car broke down it's at the airport in the parking lot that didn't jibe with what he said correct so let's get out the luminal shall we so they spray it in the cat and what more luminal (laughs) i swear to god i you know i really gotta find a luminal expert i've i've put a couple of emails out there i haven't gotten any responses (laughs) i want a luminal expert so that i can quit i have so many questions it's it's fascinating so of course there are luminal stains all over the place but we don't have a body which is um, oh, corpus delecti. The Latin term for that is corpus delecti. Ooh. You need the, cor- the the body of evidence. However, well, actually, no. It was, I think it was said during the show. The amount of blood in the El Camino mm-hmm. said yes. there's no way this person was still alive. Yes, because the, the amount, the stain was so, so deep and right, dark. They're correct. like, this is a ton of blood. Yes. This is a fatally injured person. But it was claimed. Yeah. So investigators learned that Earl Morris was in San Diego, and he took the family boat. They have a boat at a marina in San well, Diego, see, now, and they live in Phoenix. I don't know. I don't know. pretty damn rich to have a boat in, in well, the, San Diego. Okay, so here's the deal. Yeah. The, this is one of those things, because, you know, I f- consider myself kind of a fancy lad myself. You know mm-hmm. that. 
the boat that they kept showing or the boat that they showed yeah we actually the, did was not that nice it wasn't that fancy but it was okay i mean it, no, it no, cost no. money it was a big nice yeah, seaworthy yacht, boat yeah it was not a yacht it was a big boat but they had all the accoutrements of they a, had a, a camper yes family. they did correct but i kept thinking because when i first i was saying oh it's going to be a yeah. It wasn't even in the water. No, that's dry storage. That's easier on your boat. Right. That costs more money. Oh. That's more money than cabin oh. in it. Oh, yeah. so I'm, I should be more impressed when someone you tells me be. their yeah. yacht is in dry storage? Yeah, that's Let more me, expensive. Oh, click, 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 click. Yeah. I gotta write no, that no, down. No, no, no. It's better on the boat anyway. The yacht is in dry storage. Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> okay. So they go to the marina and the yacht is missing. But the people, the yacht. The <laughs> I've upgraded them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. My pinky's no, no, extended. No, no. It's can a boat. Can I borrow your pinky? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Can I that ring of yours while I talk about this? <laughs> no. Um, it was just, it was a large It's It's a cabin boat. cruiser, yeah. Cabin, ooh. Yep. Cabin cruiser. So they uh, say, oh, it's missing. And then the Coast Guard, they ask the Coast Guard to help them. And the Coast Guard's like, you know, funny thing. Funny on thing. On June 5th, we had a boat burning 13 miles offshore that looked exactly like that. And then we get the news footage and local TV station sent their helicopter out. We actually see the boat on fire. There were no survivors, no people anywhere inside. The first thing that was unusual was the way it burned. It burned pretty much from the center out, and normally the fire's starting either in the engine room or in the fuel compartment. And uh, it just looked very suspect right from the beginning. So the things that stood out were the fact that there was like a lantern right in the middle of the boat, right on top of the melted fiberglass, which looked like somebody had thrown it there and possibly started a fire. Now the funny part about that the the news crew happened across it. Oh, well, they There out. was no call. There was no nothing. The news crew was up and flying. I'm like, what is that? And they took video of it. Records also indicate that Earl had rented a small boat that very same day. So the investigators now think that Ruby was probably on that boat. And here's Clayton again telling us what the prosecution is starting to put together. You start building all of those together. <clears throat> then what you have is Ruby Morris's blood. Ruby Morris's bed, uh, Ruby Morris uh, with a high-velocity gunshot wound that killed her in her bed at her home. Who was there? Earl Morris. So, naturally, Earl is charged with murder. <laughs> but now, here we go with his defense. Oh. They speculate that on the morning of Saturday, June 4th, Earl went into the bedroom and fired two shots into Ruby's head. He then dragged her into the bathroom, washed the blood off of her, dressed her, put a hat on her to cover the head wound, put her in the passenger seat of the El Camino and drove to San Diego with her body next to him the whole time. He even stopped to get gas. So when, That's how brazen he was. Just now when Kevin said, put the hat on, I actually got the heebie-jeebies. Mm -hmm. So you've, the, you're a horrible person and yeah. you've just killed your spouse. Yes. Now you've dressed them, mm -hmm. put a hat on them, yep. and propped them up in your two-seat car. Yeah, that's a real macabre. And rode with them yeah. in Phoenix the car. Phoenix to San Diego is not a short trip. For 400 miles. Oh, it's a macabre weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> it, oh, so horrible. It's awful. And he literally just put, a, just put a baseball cap on her so she looked like she was asleep. Sleeping. Um, oh. So... So then they speculate he towed this little dinghy that he rented out. He also had a Actually, gas. Actually, it was a speedboat. In my research. <laughs> oh, was it? Yes, it was okay. a speedboat. In Pulled my that research. Out. He had a, a tank of gas with him, and he had a um, Coleman lantern, a gas lantern. And 
So, because they could see, the, the news crew could see from the air that there was a lantern in the middle of the fire of the boat. Oh! They could actually see it. Okay. And uh, they speculate that, that he doused everything the, with gas. Because with the accelerant and the fiberglass, mm-hmm. it all, it was still floating, but it had all burned, burned flat. the water line. So it had bur- Literally oh, burned oh, the water burned line. Water line. Ooh, yeah. good. Ooh, that, that education has just paid off. Was, yeah, was, that fancy four-letter word. Four <laughs> water word. line. Um, so, so, so the boat. But when the, you see the actual footage, it's like, and wow. You see shit. the ladder on the back of the boat, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is flat with the water line. And it it's apparently sank right after that. They right. never were able to locate the wreckage. They speculated that Ruby was on there, and then he sped away. But the, nobody caught him. He was away from the scene Correct. by the time the news crew. During and the trial. Just, oh. coinc- just bad coincidence. Like this ding dong. This ding dong. Yeah. This ding dong. <laughs> dum dum. He has all this stuff lined up. And he. I, I just and don't, I don't want to say he couldn't catch a break, but I'm glad literally. Did. I'm glad he was kind of dumb and sloppy. But but literally, <laughs> the, the, the car, the boat. The, it, the, 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 the 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 news crew finding yeah, the boat on but fire. him just like leaving the El Camino back and flying. Did oh. he not think that as soon as somebody got to the he house, left he was the missing? sticker on the suitcase yeah. from the from yeah, the, the airline. Yeah, sloppy, the, the... sloppy, arrogant work. <sighs> During his trial, he admitted that his wife was dead and that her body was indeed on the boat, and he admitted to setting the fire and sinking the boat. He said that Ruby had committed suicide. I'm rolling my eyes. He said that she felt guilty, that two of their children were not biologically his. She was also depressed about the ongoing affair with Peggy. He admitted on the stand that he had broken Ruby's heart by not breaking it off with Peggy. So he said he admitted everything he'd done because if... Ruby had committed suicide. The finger was going to be pointed at him. So that's but why he got suicide. rid of the body. It doesn't matter. It's suicide. It was. The arrogance of the video of him on the stand. He, oh, well, Well, yes. no, he tries to be a little choked up. And he said, so you did? And he's like, yeah, I did. But, and it was, it was but just, with yeah. the bad toupee. With the bad toupee. <laughs> Oi. So he said he found her with a single bullet wound to her left temple. Ruby's right-handed. And the forensic expert said there were clearly two shots, and they came from the right side into her head. So none of that jived with what he said. She was right-handed, and when you when you shoot yourself with you don't shoot two bullets into your head. You get Except, one shot. That's right. That's why I said earlier. How many shots? Two. How many shots? She killed herself, but there were two shots. It is amazing to me. It is absolutely amazing to me to think that the technology of 1989. Nine. And they could determine that it was two you could see blood it actually, spatters. When you see it, remember, if you in the forensic files, if we go back, you'll see they point it out, and you're like, yeah, there's clearly two. There's one splash, and then there's another one. I could clearly see it. Okay, I well, could clearly see it. You it, have much better vision than no, me. No, we'll, we'll go back because, and look at it. I can see I'm it clearly. Because I'm thinking there's a blood splatter on the wall, and they were able to determine yeah. that it was two different splatter Yeah, because splatter they look batters. like this. Can you see I my guess, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, I again, I'm not a trained what you call it, a forensic examiner. But you know, the fact that they were able to see the two blood spatters on top of each other and determine that they weren't, and they from came the from that, yeah. that actually kind of I it was, was very, very that. good. And the blood, and then there was also all the luminol evidence on the carpet <laughs> and the in the back. None of it worked. Oh, the, the shitty audi- carpet, the, 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 the audience, bathroom. the jury didn't buy it. No. They saw right through his defense, and he was sentenced to 25 years to life. I don't know why they do this, and I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from Ruby, but they will do this where Ruby was there showing us what happened. She led us to the thing. It's like Ruby was conscious of being murdered, and then she left blood. And 
Anyway, this is the forensic guy from earlier doing that. He dropped traces of Ruby Morris, and that was Ruby Morris on the floor, that was Ruby Morris in the El Camino, that was Ruby Morris in the bed that was saying, this is what happened. That was our read on it. So Ruby Morris was actually telling us what happened to her. So I'm not trying to take anything away from Ruby, but Ruby didn't do any of that. Ruby was horribly murdered. By her body was drugged by her, by her really? monster of a husband. Drug, in a, but you know, the forensics guys did the work. Ruby was the victim. I'm not trying to take away anything from Ruby, but they do that weird, like, Ruby helped solve the case. Well, she really didn't, you know? She was the victim in the case. And of course, I'm over here going, give it, no, stop. Like, and um, <laughs> Because, you know, here's her, you know, her die, her death. Yeah. She's, you know. I'm not, I, I'm not taking, Ruby oh, had no, a, no, 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 I, I, I understand what you're saying. Ruby, Ruby was a good person. She had a hard life. She worked hard. She had, she didn't deserve, nobody deserves this. Was, but she super didn't deserve yes, this. In my research. Okay, tell me. Super devoted mother. Mm. Randy, Cindy, and Donna adored their mother. She looked, she had a sweet smile. And Donna was a daddy's girl. Okay. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. Right, he was, yeah. And, um, but she, but even Donna was like, when when all this went down, yeah. um, there was a little confusion in the research that... Earl had gone to San Diego to talk to a promoter oh. to get her... Forensic said she was performing. Correct. So according to the, you know, whatever, the, she, he was there to talk to a promoter and she, Donna was supposed to meet him. And when she found out about all this, Earl was like, okay, we... And Donna got on a plane and flew to Phoenix. Okay. Donna was door to door... Do you have know anything about my mom? Okay. Do you know anything about my mom? So Donna was this huge uh, uh, investigative, yeah. investigative. Mm. Did she know, disown person. her father after this? Well, I, well, I'm assuming so. You did some research on her career. I I tried. Uh, the reported ugly incident at the airport with Ruby confronted her husband and Peggy. Ruby threatened to reveal that Earl had been skimming money from the accounting business. Oh, okay. So on top I'm not surprised. of surprise, uh, yeah. again, what did I say? If we were having a drinking game, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be hammered yeah, on this. Embezzlement, one. right? Yeah. She demanded a divorce and a hefty part. So she said. So their their estimated value, uh, the 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 value of their relationship Estate? was somewhere between one and two million dollars. Okay. And nineteen eighty said. Pretty good. <laughs> she said, I don't want half, I want three quarters. Oh. So apparently that was said in the airport, like, yeah. oh yeah, well, ba ba ba. Following Ruby's disappearance, Earl had stopped talking to the police. Yeah, that's um, never a good sign, Earl. Exactly, exactly. The defense lawyer uh suggested that these horrible memories of sexual abuse and her use and financial worries are what sparked Ruby to kill herself. Yeah. Because she didn't kill herself. Because, well, exactly. <laughs> because Donna Earl had spent a lot of time and energy and money promoting Donna's career. Yeah. All right. And well, it pushed Ruby to the edge, and that's why she, she saw killed herself. No, mm -hmm. I didn't get away with her. Is he still in jail? Do you know? You ever find anything He's out? He's still on him? in jail. Good. He was he was on free on bail for five hundred and forty eight thousand dollar bond. That's a big bond. Uh, see, I still I I understand what bond is for, mm -hmm. so you won't run away. I yeah. get that, but I don't understand bond. I don't yeah, get when it. When they set a bond really high like that, they but, he's a flight risk, right. so they made it. And that's half. A I million. understand all that, but why isn't he just sitting in prison? I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. So because uh, they don't have enough room in prison to keep everybody. <laughs> well, that's I suppose that's true. Put him in a pink dress or a pink pink T-shirt <laughs> or whatever. Send him out to Maricopa. <laughs> so yeah. 
uh, the uh, he was given a minimum of twenty five years and fined him two hundred and five thousand two hundred and six thousand dollars for court investigative costs. Wait. He was he was fined two hundred and six thousand dollars for the court costs for, for, and yes, investigation. he had to pay for all the court expenses. Okay, okay, and uh, Peggy, to her dying day, said she had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he had outlived Peggy, the sister in law, who went to her grave denying that she'd ever had an affair with him. I don't believe it. <laughs> she is buried next to Ruby. Oh. Okay. In the cemetery in, in, in Friendship, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Well, Cindy and Randy still both live in the Arizona area, and Donna seems to have dropped off the, the oh, thing. The I can't find anything about her. Yeah. There was an article in People Magazine. Oh. And Donna was the whatever oh, center, you, the, the, the center the top of the argument. Subject? And that's no, where, for her singing career? Well, not for her singing career, because she because actually, this, this, at the time, at the time, she was on the route, oh. on the star. She was oh, supposed like, to happen. You know, up, rising she, Stars she family, was supposed to happen. family drama. She had a video out. Uh-huh. She had a video out that I cannot find, uh-huh. and it won awards and all this kind so of stuff. So she was on her way, and, she then, she they were like, and then her mother she was like, struck down. And, but, but then it turned into one of those things where it got a little weird because the video is called the video that made was called burn one for me oh okay burn yeah one for me. and it's about uh you know it's a it's a, fin, a, a, a weird coincidence yeah exactly oh wow i did everything i could to try to find donna k now and i did find a woman that looked a little bit like her who mm-hmm. was chubby and blonde singing okay. When will I be loved on YouTube? And it could be her, okay. but it's Do- her name is Donna D O N N A. Yeah, it's not it. That's not going to be her. I will show you the comparison okay. pictures of their faces. So uh, this family was literally, literally torn apart. The grandfather went to jail. The mother died. The father went to jail. The two oldest siblings realized that their the guy that they thought was their father is not their because father because yeah Earl adopted. Randy, uh-huh. see, there's still question about whether what what the deal yeah. was with Cindy. Yeah. but um, but Earl had raised them as his own children, yeah. and then Donna, of course, was the you know the 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 princess who got you know who got yeah. all the the attention and, the, and everything. So he is still in jail, and I have a picture of him here, and he is no longer wearing a toupee. Good, <laughs> and he is very gaunt, and uh, you can tell it's obviously him with the nose and yeah, well, and everything. Yeah, fuck yeah. him. I yeah. hope he lives I, another fifty I agree. years. I don't feel sorry for him. No, and he will probably he is still in in jail He's gonna in, die in Arizona. Jail. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's a, the very a horrible, bizarre tale of Ruby it's Morris. So and it's just tragic. Poor thing from. She just she tried to do the right thing throughout her life, and she got the short end Poor of the thing. stick. But. Tennessee, she's from te- back middle of nowhere, Tennessee. She ended up being a millionaire, and her husband fucked her over and killed her after a be- horrible ch- upbringing, childhood, yep. blah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah, killed her. Mm-hmm. And and you know if she not if if shoulda woulda coulda, but if she had just divorced him and talked to the IRS and not confronted him, you never think you never you know, think you're, that you're you're just gonna leave. You're, just leave. It's <laughs> just not working out. Just, just leave. leave. Just but, leave. Uh, yep, that's it. Well, thanks for coming along on that twisted it, it tale. It is twisted. It, it is an interesting listen. Yeah. And if you delve into it and look in some of the research, it is it is a tragic tragic that's- tale for that family. Sure is, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Take care or love it. That someday the ass will be the girl can't have it.
see the 